Hi, I'm Sung Ray. I'm something else. Here, Black Girl Soul, a podcast where we discuss the Asian dramas we love from a Black female perspective. We are looking to be entertained, to learn about other cultures, and share our passion for these shows. Welcome. Hello, everyone. This is Black Girl Soul. I am something else and Song Ray. I don't know what this episode is about. We're going to let Song Ray talk and then I'm going to chime in <laughs> and we'll see how it goes. How about that? Okay. So, Song Ray, right. talk about the show you were talking about that I know I'm not going to watch. <laughs> so, I just happened based upon information I got from the internet, be it, and this was social media, be it Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, someone, you know, and not someone, someone's have said, oh, you got to watch Harangue, you got to watch Harangue. Okay, fine. So I went, I found it on Vicky. That's where I'm watching it from. Harangue, the Poet Warrior Youth is the name of it. It has as Cass, Park Siljun, Goara, uh, Park Hyung Sik, Minho, this is Choi Minho. Um, Du Jihan and Seo Yi Jin Ji Seo Yi Ji. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. She's the one who's in It's Okay to Not Be Okay, the lead in that. So, any which way, they're on the show, and you know, I was like, okay, fine, I'll go ahead and I'll watch it. And as I got into it initially, I had my reservations about things that were happening. But I, I kind of just kept pressing through, like, I'm going to watch. I'm going to just keep watching. Maybe it gets better. I'm going to keep watching. I got to episode 13, and I was like, what the frick? This is terrible. This girl is horrible. Her mannerisms are terrible. She is, like, the dumbest character. Why couldn't they make her more intelligent than this? And so, I don't know, it just really frustrated me, and I posted on Twitter about it because I'm like, oh, my God. Well, it was a whole lot of response from that, and a lot of people were saying, oh, yeah, we felt the same thing. Oh, I stopped watching after ep one. I stopped watching after ep five. I got to this, then I was done. You know, somebody else, I pressed through because the visuals were so great. Yes, the guys look, woo, yes, the guys look nice. (laughs) Really? Yes, yes. (laughs) That is what's kept me going as well. But... I'm just like, what the hell? What is this? I don't know. I don't know. And and so I was telling something else. You know, I recognize she's not going to watch it because she was, you know, I was telling her my major issue was that the girl is goofy. Like she starts off being, they present her as though she's someone who's intelligent, wise, pays attention to things around her. But then as the show goes on, she's like having these 12 year old moments where she's mad because he won't look at her or mad because he didn't wave at her. I'm like, the fuck girl? You, what the, what is this? Wait, man, wait, 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 wait. How old is she? She's grown. Like they all have to be within the age range. I'm going to just range around early 20s. 21, but this 22. Is, but this is one of those historicals, right? Yes, it's a historical drama. Right. So you have to skew down ridiculously. Like a kiss. It's like they're having sex. You know? Okay. Come on okay. now. Come on. I mean, I'm I not will, saying you're I not will. completely right. I'm just saying you are notorious. Can we say this again? <laughs> Sung Ray is notorious for watching these dramas, watching all television. She cannot suspend disbelief to save her life. So here you come yet again. 
<laughs> going, why the hell can't you act right? Because she's she is 12 for real. She, her body may be in her 20s, but she's 12 in real, like, in not real life, but in the scheme of the show. She's like, you know, like those historical dramas in, like, America or Britain or whatever, and the women are like during the Victorian era. Okay, they look like they're 22 and they're treated like they're old maids at 22, but they're running around in slippers and and talking about and, and really moving like they're 16. Come on. I could give 16 at this point. She passed that. I just need you to understand. <laughs> There are times in this drama where it is life or death situations and she's acting like a 12 year old. She's had a sword to her throat more than I could imagine. And she gets mad because he didn't wave at her. So let me tell you the premise so that you can kind of flow with me a little bit better. Cause yes, I am notorious. I know, I know I, I'm trying to do better. I promise I am. However, in this one, I can't take it. So this guy and his best friend head to the capital city because the friend is looking for his family. He has this necklace that his dad had given him at birth. He was separated from his father. He goes to find them. He sees the girl with the necklace. He tries to talk to her. They get into some entanglements. Somehow, some way, he leads himself to being somewhere and he sees the king. And he knows it's the king, but nobody knows what the king looks like, so they come to kill him. He and the friend were together, so both of them were attacked, but he died, the friend didn't. Well, when the father found out about it and he somehow through neighborhood gossip, he gets there, he sees, oh crap, my son has died, so you best friend, you finna be his, you standing in his steed, you are my son now. I wow. need you here because I need you to do blah, 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 blah. So on and so forth, he decides he's gonna pretend to be the son. The girl is his little sister, okay? Mm -hmm. There we go. Now, all is well, because she thinks this is her brother. The father doesn't tell her the truth. She thinks this is her brother until a few events happen. And at one point, their mother was mute. The brother made a comment about the mother singing a lullaby, and she knew, oh, crap, you're not my brother. So from there is where we get this point of she's excited because she was starting to fall for him anyway she decides she wants to fall for him now because now that i know you're not my brother she mad because i hate you because you're not my brother and you're pretending to be my brother and my dad is really gonna be upset and you know he never once says to her your dad is the one who told me to do this he lets it ride of course that's drama style i let that Ooh. go i let that go that gets on my nerve. You can't you can't mix tropes. You can't have too many tropes in there. You can't have the trope of the 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 step siblings being together and how forbidden or how forbidden love and all that stuff. You can't have that and have them be stupid and like because it is a real trope, not just in dramas but like literature everywhere where people play dumb. Or don't say the thing, the obvious thing that you're supposed to say. Like, they don't say it. I'm like, why don't, you got mouths. Why not just say it? Like, just say, hey, what's up? Let me tell you the truth. Why not? Anyway, go on. I interrupted. And you, you're fine. You're fine. And you know they gave them, like, ample opportunities to do this. They've shown several places where it could have been done. Never does, does it happen. Moving on, we get to, he's joined because he is the son of this man. This man is the doctor of the town but he's also now for this drama they call them true bones meaning they are uh from the 
royal family somehow some way they're part of the royal family half bones means you were mixed with some non-true bones and then the others are just considered dogs moving on i know it's all terrible but hey that's oh where we yes at. it is i mean at least in game of thrones you know they gave you like your last name was snow or sand or something you, you true bones half bones what the hell bones so mm, i know right mm, mm. so he is a half bone the dad is a true bone he married a half or uh, a non-bone and so the children are half bone. so <laughs> she's a half the girl, brother's a half girl just take a moment come on now <laughs> come on now a true bone a half no no and no no <laughs> in the name of all that's right half bone <sighs> hey true bone what's going on true you know what that sounds oh. like? Slang from the 1980s. Hey, Bone. Hey, True Bone. Like, come on. Anyway, sorry. Well, the sad part? No, no. The sad part is that they truly do do that. Oh, you're a half bone. Why are you talking to me? Half bone this, half. I'm like, are y'all serious? But yes, yes, they are. So, so at any rate, they go. He gets selected to be part of this like special they're supposed to be a military i really don't know like the the queen wanted them and they're supposed to be these handsome warriors so they're all they all have to visually look good of course he applied because it's uh park sejun i don't want to mess his name yes sejun park sejun yes girl we're gonna have to take a class on it i know right we are really gonna have to go i mean first off we might actually have to learn korean which you know is i don't know if i have the brain power but i will i will try i will try but we almost need like a tutor to just show us how to read names yeah because i think that's my bigger issue i i'm a very big proponent for saying someone's name correctly because again we've talked about this before but it's one of my like and uh pegs that bother me when people mispronounce my name my real name so i really do not like to mispronounce names but i try my best based upon phonetics to go with it but i know phonetically that doesn't always work right because i mean some of my favorite actors i'm like oh man maybe i'm not saying your names right so when i dream about them at night i'm saying the wrong name <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh- <laughs> I'm just saying. So, um, this ain't for kids. This ain't for kids. This is how we really talk, y'all. We try mm. to clean it up when we do a regular episode. <laughs> but hey, but. here we are. <laughs> so, go on. At any rate, he um gets into this group. They somehow, some way, somebody finds out, or the king joins, the real king who nobody knows what he looks like, he joins as well. He joins because he fell in love with old girl. Well, brother and sister calling themselves liking each other, he likes her. And so, you know, he became good friends with the brother because, hell, well, how, what a better way to get into the, you know, slide into the DMs mm. back in the day. I'm going to be friends with your brother. Right. So, <laughs> so that's how that's working. But part of this is, and I think what, for me, the part that's like really driving me is they are supposed to be upholding this front of we are brother and sister. Our father is the uh, doctor of the land. He is a true bone and we can't misrepresent him. And he told old boy that what you do represents my household. So please don't play us like make sure you get this together. Well, in that she is having these like little kid moments where she's coming in and she waves at him. And the other guys are seeing it. And so the one guy was like, um, 
your sister is really fanatical. You know, like basically she like coming around saying, hey, you know, he got mad at her for one point. People noticed that because he wasn't talking to her. The king is upset because she waving at the brother all the time, but never at him. Just little stuff like that where you're making it obvious. Okay, fine. It's a drama. Y'all got to have y'all angst, whatever. But when she starts having the moments where she is like sitting up crying because he won't talk to her or because he's in the middle of a mission and he walked past you and didn't speak and you start crying or you get upset and you decide you're going to go do something that you shouldn't be doing and get caught up. So she got caught up one time because she carted her ass somewhere she shouldn't have been and got caught because she saw the king and they were getting ready to kill her. The true king came and because he realized it, he came and he helped her and got her out of there. But it was like, you know, if you wouldn't be so busy doing too much, if you would go sit your ass down and do your job, which is you're supposed to be the doctor for the, the company. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Wait, but if you would just do your... <laughs> if you would just do your damn job. Girl. <laughs> it's just annoying to me because I'm like... We can't she not have just a little bit more maturity about how she's moving, especially since she's been in position to be killed more than one time by people. She's been kidnapped, I think, three or four <laughs> times, and we only on episode 15 and goes to 20. Like, what the hell? Why are you crying because he ain't speak to you? Go sit your ass down somewhere. She can't stay in her lane. She keep on deviating into some madness, huh? Just, okay. just, I don't know. So, yes, my suspension of disbelief is struggling with her. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you know, here's the thing. I um used to really ride for historical dramas. And on a rare occasion, I will still watch one. Um, I think maybe the last one I watched for real, for real, was the one where the two doctors go back and forth in time. And that messed with me, too. I don't know. Like if you watch, if you see the Chinese, maybe the Japanese, but definitely the Chinese historical ones, they on some other level of flower boy. Like they're on some, these dudes have long hair, you know, long outfits, which is fine. But they, in the face, they look like elves or something. Like it's a whole different layer. And sometimes that bleeds into the Korean um dramas and I'm not trying to watch all of that like I'm just I don't know I'm I need them to be um mature I need them to be modern <laughs> I need them to kind of move in a certain fashion even when I watch like I know this sounds weird but it's like I almost don't like a young adult drama anymore because mm. and not to say I can't mix it up but like I definitely almost need them to be 25 and older or I and need I it to be right or I need them to be teenagers like I liked airs you know I like it when like I can I don't know how to explain it like for example um Cinderella and the four nights I love that mm-hmm. they weren't they were definitely young adults, but they moved differently. Like they had a certain amount of agency, a certain amount of like control over their lives. Even when they weren't in control, you didn't have to question 
basic stuff with them. Like, why didn't she speak up? Or why, you know, like, cause I already have to deal with the fact that they are kowtowing to parents to, to be together. Oh, my mother won't like you. And she's going to slap you in the face. I already have to deal with that kind of basicness in these dramas. Like the family ultimately doesn't like her because she's poor, yada, yada. I already have to deal with those tropes. I cannot include excessive immaturity. It's a historical drama and chick is doing the least and the most at the same time. Like I can't, or, or he's weak willed and I, there's just no reason for me to go back to the past. Um, unless I'm watching a sequel to back to the future, which would be a dream. <laughs> Segway, I would love, you know how like you have your favorite shows or movies mm -hmm. and you wish they would do reboots or that like, I wish they would do a reboot to live in single. I wish that they oh, would. Oh, that would be fire. Okay. I wish that they would do, and they're going to do a sequel, of course, to Coming to America. I'm getting a little concerned about that. Like, when is that going to happen? I've been hearing about that since since back in the day, it seems. And we're still here going, yeah, one day it's coming. No, no, no. It was like for real on the books. But I think the Rona got in the way. Like ah, they had scripts, like people were showing okay. up for sessions, like, or, you know, to, to do their scenes. Like everything was on point. And, you know, everything is, is being pushed back because of the Rona. So, yeah, yeah. Cause I have to, I live in the world of mixing my genres. Like Song Ray right about now, what do you like subsist primarily on Korean television? <laughs> right now. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm all the way there. That's all I pretty much am watching. I haven't seen an American show in quite a minute. And if I do, it's something that's a rerun, like a uh, while and out or something like that. Um, so yeah, it's been, and especially since we've been in, the land of the Rona. That's what I've been doing. Right. And see, I watch everything um, unless it completely turns me off. And I, okay, I don't watch everything. I am off, completely off, severely off reality shows. Cannot do it. I get the hives when I watch a reality show. So the typical fight, fight reality shows, right? Or you may have this flower reality shows. I don't watch that stuff. Otherwise, I'm all about everything in Netflix, okay? I might as well tattoo Netflix on my ass. Like, I'm for Netflix. <laughs> um, I watch, of course, um, Japanese, Korean, not so much Chinese dramas. I watch... YouTube like it's a television <laughs> channel um, because I'm watching Vlad all the time and I'm watching the black experience in Japan all the time and I'm watching Joe Rogan some of the time. Um, I watch a lot of different types of social media and television and now Sung Rae in her quest to make sure that we are relevant on as many platforms as possible. Now I'm tweeting more, not a lot, but just enough. <laughs> and because she is the queen of tweet, I don't know. <laughs> and I think we're on Reddit now. So I'm Redditing more. I don't know how you say that. I don't know what the verb is for that. And we're on TikTok now. So 
um, like swiping up for minutes at a time. And then afterwards, I'm like, I laughed my ass off, but I don't know what I just watched. Like, it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) TikTok is a funny place. Right. So there's just like um, a lot to keep yourself involved, which is a blessing. Like when we complain, we realize these are first world problems. Like, let's just keep it 158 percent. We are blessed and lucky to be in a position where we can complain about the things that have entertained us. And we're not somewhere sitting around with no internet, twiddling our thumbs, maybe reading a book. That might be healthier for us, okay? Like mentally, that might be healthier for us to just sit somewhere and read a book. But we have all of these options. So I bring it back around to we can only complain so much about... (laughs) (laughs) these dramas we complain about them in a loving way in a loving fashion because you what in episode 15 of 20 and i know you're gonna finish because you're that type of person you're not gonna skim and skip right i i don't i I don't play that i will skim and skip if i see that all the episodes are there and i don't have to wait for extra extra episodes to come up I will surely skim an episode until I get to the end. I'll be like, checked it off the list. Like, but Sung Rae will watch every minute. Okay. She is dedicated. So (laughs) anyway. And every now and again, stuff gets dropped. Now I cannot act as if I'm a hundred percent all in on everything. Cause some of it, if it's, if it's too terrible, I I cannot go on. But once I've gotten so far, I usually want to know the end of the the episode. I want to know how did this end. So yeah, I'll watch out. So we basically did this recording so that you could talk about this one show. But is there anything else that you're watching that you're just like, oh my God, that you want to talk about? Um, right now, no, I think... I am in PB, well, PBIO, but for those of us who watch on Netflix, um, it's okay to not be okay. I'm loving, 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 loving that show, like super seriously loving it. Um, One of the things that, and this is just me personal, that I um, have been paying attention to is that, and I think just humans in nature, we do this. We find things to complain about or we want people to respond the way we want them to respond or we want people to like things the way we want them to like it. And so, you know, you got this uh, group of people who are in there and they're, don't talk about how good she looks. Don't talk about how good he looks. This is about mental health. And, you know, yes, mental health is very serious. However, in that, I don't have to ignore the fact that they fly. Both of them, like, he is beautiful. She looks beautiful. Her clothes be on point. Her stylist, I would love to meet the stylist because they keep her, she be on deck. Like, every every outfit, man. <laughs> I think twice I've noted her not being dressed nicely. Oh, really? Because I think that, you know, I, I plan to just check it out, and I knew that you encouraged me to. But I remember, like, you did a TikTok on just her clothing because you know sometimes the style of the show well not sometimes all the time the style of the show matters like the cinematography the flow and when you see and note like the music is on point and the style the clothing style is on point those are just like extras that make you go wow you all are really invested in doing a good job here so kudos to them 
And I'm going to also say because it falls with the character. If the character were a pauper who, you know, was working nine to five to make make ends meet. No, this wouldn't make sense. And yeah, it would be kind of like, yeah, she's she's got some real issues that need to be dissected and discussed. But she's a best-selling author. She's a children's author, but she's a best-selling author who does book signings and, you know, makes decent money. Her father was... uh no, her mother was an author as well, a best-selling author. So, like, they have money. And so her dressing nicely goes along with the character and helps to add to the aesthetic of what's going on. And they didn't do it for us to not notice it. They did it for us to notice. They wanted us to see this. Yes, we are also noticing she got some issues. Sister girl needs some help. She needs to be up in the hospital with her daddy and with him. But that's, I digress. Hopefully we get to that point where some healing begins to happen for mm. both of them because he got issues. Shoot. Right. And you know what? That's a, that's a, it's not a brave, but it's a very relevant issue to bring up um, more and more, I guess, clearly not just in America, not just among black people, um, but across the world, I think people are recognizing that you can't ignore your mental health. That you can't just like mm -hmm. run yourself ragged and like, okay, if I just work a little bit harder, if I just buy enough stuff, then my mind will be right. No, if your mind is crackers, you better get some help. <laughs> like, and there's no shame in that. Seriously. There is no shame Thank in you. getting the help that you need. Better to go see somebody and deal with the quote unquote social stigma than to like be in distress and be in pain and have no recourse so big ups to them for even tackling the topic i mean i'm sure they've done so and i know i have to think about that but i know that they've dealt with mental health in previous old like in other korean dramas um but it's especially great that they're doing so now with maybe this age group you know um because what are they like in their 20s i'm gonna say well, late 20s because they're professionals. Okay. okay, good, good. That that helps me because um, I might I'm more likely to watch it. <laughs> yeah, they're professionals. He's uh he works at a psychiatric hospital and he continues to work because he's been several places, but he works at, at psychiatric hospitals as I don't want to say he's an aide, but I'm not sure what his official position is. And she's the author, her his brother, who's his older brother, who has um down not down syndrome he has he's on the spectrum the autistic spectrum okay. he also works and performs his friend owns a chicken business well chicken at one point now it's pizza but he owns you know restaurants so they're professionals they are not you know the young flipping and flopping around so no nah, I, I give i like it for that reason as well well i will give it a shot we'll see I'm trying to think about, I think I just finished watching Where the Love Blooms or something like that mm -hmm. on Vicky. And that was one of those meditative, soft, angsty dramas where two adults in their 40s are meeting each other after having a young love decades ago. And I enjoyed it. It was good. I don't have anything major to say about it because it's not worth a whole recording so this is the perfect opportunity to discuss it it would you put it in the same mind frame as it's a not it's okay not to be okay but what's the when the weather is nice 
Yes, I put it okay. there. And um, chocolate on Netflix. Is okay. it on Netflix? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just like it's a it it has you know conflict, of course, but it is styled older and it is styled for people who are not like they have problems but they're not like silly they're they're definitely adults and pretty much i mean let me say this correctly so pretty much what is going down is this guy gets out of jail he was like a high flying mogul type you know the son-in-law of the ceo of a company and he took the fall for his father-in-law and did the time and came out and the father-in-law is your typical psychopath who was like, hey, you're a dog who's supposed to follow directions. And I think because he didn't come from like a position of wealth, they thought that they could, the whole family um, thought that they could use him. So he gets out of jail and finds out that his wife has been flagrantly cheating on him Mm -hmm. and his son is a bully. And he's like, well, damn, I mean, I already didn't feel 100% in this marriage. I already didn't feel 100% in this company, but y'all are wilding out. So he (laughs) happens, so he happens to see, um, the girlfriend that he had in college and he lost touch with her because she basically ghosted him. She was Mm -hmm. going through the most and she ghosted him. And as you watch the show, you see that she went through a lot of personal anguish and trauma and she just didn't have it. She didn't have the space to have a man at the time. You know, that happens where it's like, listen, you know, I, even if you're here to comfort me, I really can't, I really, I don't want to be touched by anyone. Um, and so they meet up again and she's going through stuff because her ex-husband can't let go. And her son is being bullied by guess who the, her ex young loves her first love's son and so right right so that's how they connect because they both take this train to go to this far off school that is supposed to be poshy posh and her son is lucky to get into and so because you know she's not as wealthy of course and so even though her ex-husband is wealthy she just wanted out of the marriage so severely that she was like i will take nothing from you let me go you know and it happened (laughs) (laughs) and so and so from then the ex-husband has been pining like oh i'm gonna get you back by any means necessary oh do i need to blackmail you or okay do i need to do this like he's he's diabolical okay he's doing the most and so you watch how the two of them have this affair pretty much when at least one of them is married. So no matter how you play it, like if you were to read the comments on Vicky, which are always hilarious, like (laughs) truly leave the comments on. Like we're watching Diary of a Side Chick. Like at the end of the day, we're watching, Mm. (laughs) we're watching chick go through some stuff and have a romance with a guy who's married. And they are the protagonists. So... Did I love it 100%? Definitely. Did I, you know, in, in for me enough to watch every episode, I enjoyed it. But it's really not like um, high emotion. It's like, or it is, but it's not. It's not like you feel like you're fighting every episode. Um, you feel like they're trying to get to 
a point of being together. And even the male lead's wife, like she ain't right. And she act like a fool. She does the most. And okay, this is an example of the thing that I see in dramas and I don't love. Um, the female lead is like that kind of perfect Mary Sue character in mm -hmm. that she's kind and she's gentle and she does all the right things and she really can't do wrong. Um, even though she's having an affair <laughs> with a married man. Um, and when people do mean things to her, she accepts it. Like she doesn't really fight back. So the whole way through this drama, the, um, the wife is doing all kinds of dirty, dirty crap to her and she just accepts it. And then at the end she fights back, but she even says she fights back her way. Like uh, okay, she is okay. a little bit corny. She a little bit corny, just a smidge. So, <laughs> It's worth watching if you want a break. Like if you want to watch a drama while um, eating dinner or talking to friends or, you know, like you can watch this and miss pieces of the show and still keep up. It's very calm. It's it's a decent drama. Um, but you, I walked away from it just kind of pleasantly warm. Not... Okay. <laughs> Not, I didn't, I was just like, um, that was nice. Okay. <laughs> I enjoyed it. You know, like, like it was kind of like the Korean version of a Hallmark movie. Okay. And I love those. So you walk away going, hmm, that was nice. They ended up together, you know, happy, happily ever after. Hmm. So, <laughs> so if you, if you want to watch it for that reason, and let me make sure since I've been talking all about this mess, let me make sure I get that name right. Okay. Right. Like, Cause I was just about to ask, could you say the name again? Okay. Right, 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 right. Let's not. Oh, it's called. Yeah. When my love blooms. Okay. The leads are Jun Jai Su and Han Jae Hyun, who fall in love. And they are played by Lee Bo Young and Jun Jai Tae. Now, mm -hmm. I recognize Jun Jai Tae from other shows, specifically Swindlers, Mad Dog, Healer. Yeah. He's fine in Healer. He's fine in this too. Let's just keep him 100. Um, Stars Lover. So he's, he has a nice resume. Um, I mean, he's been doing it for quite a while. Like he's, I think he's, it says that he's an award winning South Korean actor and director. Mm, oh, good for him. Um, and I think he's a model in there somewhere too. Now, Lee Bo Young she was, what else was she in? She was in Mother. Oh, yeah. Mother was this drama that I just knew I wasn't going to watch. Like, ugh. Um, I Hear Your Voice, Whisper, Birth of a Rich Man. I'm trying to remember if I saw Birth of a Rich Man. I have to look that up again. It looks interesting. Yeah, because none of these are names that I'm resonating with at all. But go ahead. Right. It's an interesting thing how I think that's... And we've talked about this before. I love, love, love that with Korean television, they 
switch up people pretty damn quickly. Like because the dramas are only 16 or 24 or 20 episodes or whatever, you can have somebody like her who's had a resume, but you, she's still new to you. She's still fresh right. because, mm-hmm. because in American television or at least American movies, they don't do that. It's like they're using the same like hundred people or something. And then even when you watch television shows, unless they're trying to put out a completely new type of show, you kind of recognize the people you've been watching, you know, like I of course watch American television and when um, I started watching Bob and Ab- Abishola, I I recognized Bob because he was Mike and Molly. So he was Mike ah, and Mike and Molly. Okay. You know, like when we watch a lot of these shows, it's like they're, it's like they're shifting. You, you'll recognize somebody who was a sidekick in other shows. Okay. Now they get to be the lead and that's fine, but they need to bring in new faces and switch it up a little bit more. And I think that's why to bring it back around a little bit, I end up watching shows on other mediums, like on social media, on YouTube, all this stuff, because I want to see new faces. Like, yeah. so that's, that's how, you know, with, um, Lee Bo Young, I, I recognize her because like, for example, she was in, I hear your voice and she worked with Lee Jung Suk. And I don't know if you remember Lee Jung Suk, but he's the one who, um, he's the pretty boy who played in W he played on weightlifting fairy, Kim book. You, um, he played in Pinocchio. Like he's a well-known actor. So she's, even if okay. you may not know her, you and know name, the people. No, I don't know, but I've seen them, right? Because all of those you just named, right. I've seen those. So, okay. Right. He was he was the stranger in Dr. Stranger, or the, he was the stranger in Dr. Stranger. Um, he's played in a lot of stuff, too. But you know what? He's like an actor who, when you look at him in the face, he looks like a little boy. But when you see him play a character and because his voice is deep, he comes off way more mature. It's so weird. Ah, uh, yes, like every- yes, yes. I do know exactly who you're talking about. Yes, okay. Right. Every time I see him, I'll be like, I don't know. It's. I think he's just really thin in the face. I don't know what it is. But every time I see him, like coming out with a new drama I'm like eh, I don't want to watch him but then when I watch it I'm like man he does have swagger <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else Sangray? um honestly no I'm I'm pretty good I'm clear um you know and yet again we have hit 43 minutes <laughs> I wow. was hoping it would be a short one <laughs> Once we start talking, that's what happens. I'm like, I think this is why we decided to do this podcast. We talk about the dramas a lot. Just the things, yes. the innuendos, the stuff that our minds come across. Yeah, these. this is, you know what? I'm going to laugh and I'm going to just go ahead and put this out here. We talked earlier today before we uh, decided to do this. And I said, one of the things I need us to also keep in mind is that sometimes just for our own personal sake, we have to put things in perspective of our world and what's going on with us. And so I was laughing like, you know, they running around talking about Will and Jada with this entanglement. They ain't watch Mm. Korean dramas. These are entanglements. Right, right, right. Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Soul. We enjoyed having you, and please subscribe, like, and follow our Facebook page, YouTube channel, Twitter page, Instagram page, and join our Facebook group. 
You can also find us on Patreon. Please look below for links. See you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to Black.